the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. And I'm glad you can be here with us today. Well, tomorrow is July the 4th. It is our Independence Day here in the United States of America, the day where we declared our independence from, uh, the, the, well, the declaration was signed uh, for the independence of America from British control. We were going to start really, truly governing ourselves, even though that was signed under the Second uh Continental Congress, uh, but they, that was that, that was the point where they just gave up and said, "That's it. We are declaring ourselves independent from you." And I, I want us to talk a little bit about our independence that we have in Christ. We have freedom in Christ. Now that that sometimes might seem, if you really think it through, that kind of contradictory because we were also to die to self. And live for Christ. We become the slaves of Christ. We serve Him, but we also have freedom in Christ. And there are passages in First Corinthians that talks about the freedoms we have. And of course, the well, not of course, but we, if you study through First Corinthians, you would see that Paul deals a lot with the liberty, the freedoms we have in Christ, and how we cannot and should not abuse those. And, and the Corinthians were doing that. They, they assumed that, hey, I have the freedom to, to eat meat offered to uh, idols. It's no big deal. But if it causes your brother to stumble, don't do it. Others thought, well, hey, I have, I have the freedom to leave my spouse if I believe this is more spiritual for me. And Paul says there in 1 Corinthians 7, no, you don't have that freedom. And over and over again, he's dealing with, you know, using common sense, looking at scripture as a whole about our freedom in Christ. And our life that we have in Christ, it's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, it is a great life. When you really begin to understand the blessings that we have in Christ, why would you ever leave? In fact, that's what the Hebrew writer is talking about when he's writing his letter. He's writing to a group of people who who are, are beginning to step away from uh, Christ. Uh, maybe it's because of persecution. Maybe it's because of other things. Uh, and some of those things are enumerated there in Hebrews. But ultimately, he's telling them, you must have missed something about the Christ. In fact, I'm, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'm going to uh, turn over here. I think it's uh, chapter 5 of Hebrews. Um Oh, nope, maybe it's, I'm sorry, chapter 2. Maybe it's chapter 2 of uh, Hebrews. And I'm just going to start in verse 1, but, but listen to what he says. For this reason, 
we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. For if the word spoken through angels proved unalterable, and every transgression and disobedience received a just penalty, how will we, those of us who are under Christ, not the ones under the law, but those of us under Christ, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? After it was first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard. God also testifying with them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. For he did not subject to angels the world to come concerning which we are speaking, but one has testified somewhere saying, What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you are concerned about him? You have made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and have appointed him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in subjecting all things to him, he left nothing that is subject to him. But now we do not yet see all things subjected to him. But we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now, in all this, what the Hebrew writer is saying, what are you doing? You must have missed something about the Christ. You must have missed something concerning uh, the, the Christ. And, I, and uh, there, there is a, I wish I had this, uh, 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 had this out earlier, but he, he, t- he tells them, and I'm pretty sure that's in chapter 5 of Hebrews, that you know, we are not going to go back to the elementary principles of the things of Christ. And I want you to think about that. And just, oh, actually, uh, here it is right here. Not chapter 5, it's chapter 6, verse 1 of Hebrews. Therefore, leaving the elementary teachings about the Christ, let us press on to maturity. Not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of a of faith toward God, of instruction about washing and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance since they again Crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. Now, so what he's saying is, look, we're not going to go back to the elementary principles. That's the ABCs and one, two, three, the the simple things. And a lot of times, I know I'm kind of going off on a little, not really an excursion, I'm chasing a rabbit, but that's okay. I I, want to say this. A a lot of times we, we hear a lot of preaching. I'm not saying this is bad. There are times when I preach on these things. But we shouldn't make it the whole center of everything. 
uh, of our, you know, this is our focus on preaching for this whole year, is what I'm talking about. But we, we hear a lot of people always talking or preaching on the elementary principles. You know, uh, for example, repentance and baptism and um, prayer and the Lord's Supper and how do we conduct the worship service and all these simple things. And you may be thinking, well, crystals are good. People need to hear that. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But shouldn't we, especially if we have been in the church for years, shouldn't we be beyond these things? Aren't these things simple enough that you can learn these on your own in your personal study at home? Or are you not studying on your own at home? Are you relying wholly and solely upon your preacher and whatever congregation you're in? And if you are, if you you rely completely upon your preacher to give you all the information about God, do you know what that is? You are now resting your salvation upon a man. Some other man. And you're not you know, go, uh, going to Scripture daily, investigating them daily to see if these things are so. Like the noble Bereans did when they heard Paul preach. They searched the Scriptures daily. They wanted to make sure. And we, we need to be able to do these and study these elementary principles on our own. We should not be resting our salvation on man. We ought to be opening up the Word of God and studying these things out. Over in John chapter um, uh, chapter 8. Let me turn over there. This is a passage I, I use quite a bit. I talk about it a lot because it's important for us to understand uh, what Jesus is saying here. And, and what it, uh, not necessarily what it means to us, but what it, the truth of it is and why he says it. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him. So they've been hearing him preach, and they believe him. And he says, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. Now let's stop there for a second. If you continue in my word, not necessarily just take the words I've just said and apply those and go. Not just that, but continue in it. Because he's going to say more. Study these things out. You know, reason through this. Look at your life. Make the changes that you need to make. This is, this is applying also the things he said in the Sermon on the Mount. And there he's talking about disciples. If you're going to be disciples of mine, here's what your righteousness needs to be. It needs to surpass the scribes and Pharisees. You need to accurately handle the word that I'm giving to you. And if you continue in that word, you truly are disciples of mine. Verse 32. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. Now, what is that freedom? Well, in, in general, if you want to just kind of make it as simple as possible, it sets us free from sin and death. You're going to be free from that. You're going to be free, in the case of the Jews, from the law, which was a burden they could not handle. Even though they thought they could, they couldn't. No one could. Peter understood that. He made that uh, statement in uh, chapter 11 of Acts. A burden that that neither our forefathers nor we could could, uh, bear. (laughs) No one could uh, bear the law perfectly because as soon as you break the law, guess what? uh, You're done. You're guilty of law. All it could do is accuse you. It could never justify your actions. And so to be told that you will know the truth and you will be, you will, uh, uh, and will make you, Excuse me. And the truth will make you free. Boom. 
That's fantastic. But how did they respond to that? In verse 33, they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say we will become free? <laughs> Not true. Now, first off, physically, yeah, they're, they're under Roman rule, but that's not what Jesus is getting at. Hear here what he says in verse 34. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, Yet you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. And what he's getting at there is, when was Abraham considered righteous? It was before the law. It's when Abraham heard the word of God and believed and acted, and God credited to him as righteousness. He wasn't righteous uh, at circumcision. He wasn't righteous under law. The law came hundreds of years after Abraham, like five-some hundred years after. He um, was declared righteous because of he acted on the promises of God. And Jesus is saying the same thing to these Jews today. Act on my word, and you will be made free, and you will be true children of Abraham. Verse 40, but as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I've heard from God. This Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. They said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not come, for I, I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my words. Now stop there for a moment. You know what Jesus is saying there? That there is a way, a certain way to understand the words he is saying. Why didn't the Jews say, now Jesus, we understand what you're saying, but you have your truth, I have my truth, and we're all going to get to heaven. It's okay. He didn't. He told them, I don't care what you believe in your heart. What matters is the truth. And if you deny that truth, you're not going to make it. You're not, uh, you're not sons of the Father. Which you become sons of, uh, of or slaves of sin, and you know where they're going, not the heaven, because there's one truth. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So hear these words of mine and act on them, just like Abraham did. All right, back to the scripture. So you know why? Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You, verse 44, are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? 
He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them, because you are not of God. In other words, he's saying, if you really were the sons of God, you'd be paying attention to what I'm saying. It makes sense to you. You would understand Scripture, but because you have a warped sense of that, you don't follow the truth of Scripture, because you're Jews, so you read it, you studied it, but you're not following it. Not accurately. That's what another thing he was talking about over there in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, when he said, You have heard of said of old, but I say to you, you misinterpreted the Scripture, and you're not doing what God asked you truly to do. And so the Jews answered him in verse 48, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Ugh. Oh, man, come on. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. But I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, and the prophets also. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Surely, you are not greater than our father Abraham, who died. The prophets died too. Whom do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. And you have not come to know him, but I know him. And if I say that I do not know him, I will be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Therefore they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. What was Jesus saying? I always was. I am the Son of God. This is the Messiah. And they missed it because they weren't looking for the truth. There are Christians, and then there are Christians. Now everyone, uh, if you're new to the program, I am a minister with the North Valley Church of Christ. Now, nowadays, I think a lot of people see the Church of Christ as just another denomination. Most people don't remember or know, and it depends on where you go to even find a true Church of Christ. But when I say Church of Christ, I'm not using that as simply a name or a label. I see it simply as a description of of who we are. Those who are here at the North Valley Church of Christ, we see ourselves as the church, an assembly of people, that's what that term means, who are of, now that denotes ownership, Christ. So we are an assembly of people owned by Christ. That's all that means. We do not put ourselves under any other group with that label, unless that group sees themselves as a description that they belong to Christ and they follow Christ. They are simply truth seekers. That's what I'm interested in. For me, that's freedom. You can 
put me uh, into a camp. You can take away all my physical freedoms. You can chain me up. You can deny things from me, but you will never truly take my freedom because I understand what freedom really is. It's not physical freedom to go about in this world to do what I want. True freedom is the freedom that Christ gave me, that God gave me in his son, Jesus. And I, when I first heard, truly heard scripture for the first time, I've heard it for many decades, and then one day I truly heard it. That means it went in my ears, and I really understood what was being said in Scripture, and then I began to believe what that truly said, and I understood what God did for me. I began to truly confess in my mind and heart that, you know, Jesus is the Christ. He really is the Son of God. I understand what that means. I am ready to make him Lord of my life, to really to die to self, to live for him. And I'm going to start by repenting of my sins. I want to move away from those and really begin to go in the right direction. I'm going to be baptized into Christ. And right there at that point, I lose a lot of folks. People say, Chris, baptism is not necessary for salvation. You know, the physical act no, doesn't save you. You know what does? Obeying Christ. It's an obedient faith because faith without works is dead. Do the works save you? No. But show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. Like Abraham did. Like all the pro- uh, uh, prophets did. Like the, the disciples did. They heard the words of Christ and they acted on them. I heard the word of Christ and I acted on it. Did the, 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 the act really save me? No, God did that. I'm just simply doing what he told me to do. And if I don't do what God says, guess what? The truth is not in me and I'm not of his. I began to know God. And when you really know who God is, you're going to do what he said. That's why the Hebrew writer, I'm going to turn back over there, Hebrews uh, chapter 6. Back over there, my Bible. Hey, come on. Can't grab more than one page, it seems like. Come on. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity. Not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of instruction about washing, all these different things. You know those things. And those of us who have really put on Christ, who've truly. Act on that word. Now we, we ought to be growing. We ought to be maturing, being truth seekers, recognizing that there is so much more out there that we don't yet know in the word. And those who are who are, are, are still debating in their minds or are rejecting idea that baptism is necessary for salvation, you need to go back and re-study the Bible. Don't talk to your preacher unless you know if you really want to, but just pull out your Bible. And start with the book of Acts and study through that. And then call me, write me, whatever, and ask me, what? Chris, here's what I see about baptism. Here's why I don't believe it's necessary for salvation. And I promise you, I will respond kindly to you. I'm about finding truth. And as long as you're trying to find truth, and you're not trying to simply, I'm going to take the stance of being against baptism, and I'm going to try to convince Chris, show me in Scripture Show me in Scripture and keep things in their context, and I will give you my opinions on that. And if you can convince me, I promise you I will make the change right here on the radio program. I promise. Because I'm all about finding truth. 
because I believe true freedom is found in Christ. And it's in my mind, and it's in my heart, and it cannot be found in the things of this world. Now, God has blessed us with a great country. And I am so thankful and prayerful every day about the things that I have here in this country that he's given me. I pray that we can keep it. But if not, it's okay. I'll keep on keeping on for the Lord. Because that's where I have true freedom. Because Jesus said, you will know... uh, you will know the truth, and that truth will make you free. In Romans ten seventeen, Paul wrote, uh, "So then, faith is uh, um, excuse me. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ." If you are using the King James, New King, it says "word of God." Same thing. The Greek there is Christos, so it's by the word of Christ, His word. That's where we truly have faith. That's uh, faith will come by hearing, and hearing by the word of uh, Christ. It's all about Him. It's what we heard of the word by the apostles, by Christ. And I want to know that truth. And I hope you do too. You know, my uh, original intention of uh, this radio program today was going to be going over a lesson I did on Sunday. Uh, It's it's about being that picture that God wants us to be of Christ, uh, being that light and salt into this world. But I kind of went on a little tangent here and uh, I actually think it it turned out okay. I hope it was useful for you. I I really hope it gets you to think and consider. So I pray to you that you will go home this uh, afternoon, this evening, open up your your Bible, study these things out, see if they're so. Look again at baptism. Now, I I know you probably hear that a lot from maybe from members of the Church of Christ, only because that's one of the uh, points of contention a lot of folks have with us. For me... This is that is the one of the elementary things. I don't like to go back and preach on it a lot, and I don't do that much here at North Valley because I know the folks here are beyond that. They have matured beyond it. We don't need to talk about that all the time. It's silly. Uh, well, it's not a silly topic, but it's silly for me to do it here because we're maturing, and we are now in Christ. And when I'm preaching on Sunday, I'm not preaching to the lost. I'm preaching to those who are in Christ. My goal is to build up the body of Christ. I want us to all to mature. And I'm not up there pretending to know everything. I, I give them, sometimes I'll say, hey, here's, here's how I see this. Consider that. And if you really want to know truth and be studying with folks who are interested in just finding the truth, dealing with a preacher who's willing to listen to you and even change, you can ask folks here at North Valley, I'm willing to change if you can show me in the word, then come here. The North Valley Church of Christ up here off a of Dynamite Road. Look us up online, www.nvcoc.net. Come and visit with us. Sit down and talk with me. We are a congregation interested in only the truth. We don't ascribe to everyone else out there. We ascribe to Christ and Him alone. We simply want to be Christians and nothing more. And if you're interested in that, come and find us uh, here at the Cape Creek area and off Dynamite Road. We'll be more than welcome to have you in. Let us all make the most of every opportunity. And I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Have a wonderful day. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.